Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about why it's okay to put play before work, a surprising reason why pirates may have worn eye patches, and how life bounced back surprisingly quickly after the asteroid killed the dinosaurs. Let's satisfy some curiosity. It might be time to revisit that old saying, work before play, because research from the University of Chicago's Booth School of Business suggests that it is perfectly okay to do the fun stuff first, and importantly, without hurting your ability to enjoy it. So, you know, if you feel like you can't enjoy something unless you get all your work done first, that may be a myth. This comes from research published in the journal Psychological Science, and it featured four studies on the expectations and reality of delayed pleasure. So, for example, in one study, students were recruited to go to the spa before or after taking their midterms. It wasn't an actual spa, but it was a massage chair and foot bath set up in the lab. Close enough, right? The researchers predicted that the students would not want the spa session before taking their midterms instead preferring to enjoy it after their hard work had been done. And that prediction checked out. The students believed their spa experience would be spoiled if it happened before midterms. But the students significantly overestimated the impact of looming exams on their spa enjoyment. Taking exams before or after the spa didn't really impact their spa experience at all. Students reported about the same amount of enjoyment from the spa, regardless of whether a big test was on the horizon. And this result points to a problem with the way workers are motivated these days, according to the study's lead author, Ed O'Brien. After he and his research assistant, Ellen Roney, published their results, O'Brien penned an article for Harvard Business Review that pointed out that American workers haven't used delayed gratification in a long time. He said many incentive systems depend on people believing that you'll enjoy a reward better if you save it till your work is finished. And the idea that you might enjoy a reward before work just as much as you would after work could jeopardize how willing you are to do it in the first place. What he suggests is that we rethink work and play and the order in which they happen. In the final part of O'Brien's research, he found that breaking down a leisure activity and imagining each second before doing it led to greater enjoyment and more accurate expectations. The participants were better able to experience pleasure, excitement, stimulation, and relaxation when they visualized an activity before doing it. So in real life, if you're worried about taking some time to relax before doing a big project, O'Brien says you should first ask yourself why you're worried. If it's because you're worried that a looming deadline will ruin your fun, then you're probably wrong. Then visualize that fun experience before you partake. List all the wonderful things you hope to do on your vacation or what you plan to eat at that midweek dinner out. Try it when the stakes are low. There's a good chance you'll have just as much fun before or after your work is done. Do you know why pirates wore eye patches? Because it may have nothing to do with eye injury and everything to do with their lifestyles. Pirates had to move above and below deck which meant that they had to be able to see in both light and dark situations. If you've ever walked from broad daylight into a dark room, you know how long it takes for your eyes to adjust to the darkness. That adjustment can take up to 30 minutes as your eyes slowly regenerate the photopigments that they rely on to see in dim light. Wouldn't it be handy to have one eye already adapted to the dark when you need it? That's the idea behind a pirate's eye patch. Picture this. A pirate is fighting on deck in the sunlight, then suddenly has to switch to fighting below deck in nearly total darkness. 
if they had no eye patch, they'd basically be blind down there. And then they could really lose an eye. But an eye patch makes it so one eye is always dark adapted. When a pirate goes below deck, all he has to do is switch his eye patch to the other eye and boom, he can see in the dark. Not bad, huh? The TV show Mythbusters ran an experiment in 2007 to see if this would work. The cast sent a team from a well-lit space into a dark room to complete specific tasks without doing anything to their eyes. Darkness got in the way, so it took them about five minutes to finish the tasks. For the second part of the experiment, they kept one eye covered for 30 minutes, then entered a second dark room. The team was able to complete the tasks with ease in a fraction of the time. I should note that there's not a lot of historical evidence for this myth in the first place, so you kind of have to wonder if the 17th century pirates really did figure this out. But the science still checks out. Either way, think of it as a life hack for the next time you get into a sword fight on the high seas. Let's talk about when the dinosaurs went extinct. You know when the asteroid killed the dinosaurs during the KT extinction event? Life bounced back surprisingly quickly after that, and a study published in Nature may have figured out why. So here's the scoop. After the dinosaurs had been wiped out, other forms of life emerged in the crater that was left behind after the big impact. Now that crater is known as the Chicxulub Crater, off the Yucatan Peninsula. And that crater is not normal. Remember the gigantic Chesapeake Bay impact crater we talked about a couple weeks ago? Well, that crater didn't have life for millennia afterward. So what made the KT asteroid so deadly to dinosaurs and many other species, but comparatively easy on the tiny fauna of its immediate vicinity? Because, I mean, the asteroid's impact and climate-changing aftermath drove more than 75% of species on Earth to extinction. And it marked the beginning of what might have been a decade of global darkness caused by dust and ash. So you would imagine the impact site would be the last place on Earth likely to support life for a very long time. And yet, a paleo-oceanographer named Chris Lowry examined cores of sediment that had been taken at the site of the crater, which still bore the marks of the cataclysm. These tubes of limestone and other materials were riddled with the fossils and burrowed tunnels of plankton, small worms, and tiny-shelled creatures known as foraminifera. Here's what that means in a nutshell. The big difference between the Chicxulub Crater and the Chesapeake Bay Crater was their location. When the Chesapeake Bay asteroid struck, the bodies of the animals killed from that impact decayed, and then they were consumed by microorganisms. But as that organic matter decayed, it used up the water's oxygen, and that left the area completely inhospitable to any kind of life. It stayed that way until erosion reconnected the crater with the larger ocean over time. In contrast, the Chicxulub crater was formed half in and half out of the Gulf of Mexico. Since the crater's northeastern side was immediately open to the water, the natural currents washed nutrient-carrying water through the area right from the beginning. With the Earth's natural spin cycle clearing out the debris and invigorating the water with oxygen, life didn't have to wait long to move back in. And the rest is history. Before we wrap up, we want to give a special shout out to a few listeners who gave us five stars on Apple Podcasts and wrote some really thoughtful reviews. Yeah, like Rock City DC, who says, podcast curious? This is a great starter or closer for anyone looking to build out your podcast repertoire. Give Ashley and Cody 10 minutes to stretch your brain a little each day, and you'll find that not only do you know more about the world around us, but you're also better at cocktail parties and holiday dinners. What a great show. 
Thanks, Rock City, D.C. I actually feel more comfortable at cocktail parties and dinners since I started working at Curiosity. That's awesome. There's so many fun facts you can share and talk about. And Michelle in Munich wrote, I love this podcast. Perfect for short bursts of idle time I can't give to a long podcast, but want to make interesting and productive. That's the goal. Get you in and out. Learn a few things. Bing, bang, boom. And now let's recap what we learned today. Today we learned that it's okay to put play before work because you'll enjoy the play just as much whether you have an impending deadline or not. We also learned that you can wear an eye patch to adjust to dark and light conditions quickly. And that life bounced back after the KT asteroid killed the dinosaurs because the impact crater had a supply of water right there. Nature's spin cycle, just as refreshing as a clean load of laundry. Just hope they don't get dried on high heat. <laughs> Climate change joke. Ba -ba -ba. That's so dark. <laughs> it is. But the way you delivered it was so not. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Stay curious. Stay curious.